gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lepko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lepko and Chris. Wow. Holy crap. That's, That's a, a throwback. throwback right there. That is the voice of Ellis Williams, former employee of Bleacher Report, uh, who went to a, a, a booth, an audio booth, and recorded that. Man, we thought that was hilarious for a while. So funny. And now it sounds You wrote ridiculous. that script. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, all right, so this is it. This is uh, it. Sims, Lefko, Fendrick, uh, Nikki G on the ones and twos, Woody on the hair and makeup and wardrobe, and everybody feeling good. Um thousands of questions thousands too like, many like really? our instagram dms right. on the top right hand corner it says 99 plus Stop which means that's too many to count in terms of like requests that we haven't talked to yet right and then hundreds more in the dms right i had a few hundred of my own dms yep. twitter was crazy i mean you added them all up yep it was a lot i appreciate the support everybody as you wait, 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 wait. Well, what do you mean i for you yeah, yeah bro most yeah. of them were directed well, to me and Fendrick. L- l- listen yeah. either way i'm fucking done with this I'm i've looked <laughs> i've looked at uh instagram and twitter over the last few days of course josh has sent me a few things but i've had so many people comment to me about the positivity of the comments in the in Twitter and Instagram and I looked at awesome. a lot of them and I, I I mean for somebody who doesn't like uh, social the social media. platforms and the hate all the time. You did go through a phase where you were very anti-Twitter because you just thought it was all mean people. Yes, I did. I thought it was all mean people. And uh, I just want to thank to all the Sims and Lepko fans out there. Homies. Uh, it is. It's special. It really is. You guys are special. I wouldn't be looked at this way if it weren't for you guys. I think it's all part um, of the process. I'm going to try my best not to cry for this podcast. Uh-oh. You're still feeling those emotions, I huh? am. Well, Woody got me going when she was doing Dude. my makeup. So she's she's already made me cry twice in the last 10 days and now she started again and i'm like she trying to take stop. i'm she trying to take stop. deep breaths i know I and i don't it. want to look at your face because your I'm upper good. lip can get long no, but I'm and good. then it gets I'm me good. Lefko got it all out he he's had two out. sessions in the last right. week exactly. he's that's done that's what i'm yeah. saying i got mine right. out monday i'm here for you but thank you it's but a celebration you. no i know i know it's a great thing it's but a it's still sad cuz bleacher reports a special place it really is and this room and what we did in this room was special right right even going back to when we had cars driving out of our ears in the old office and like buses that was like the same traffic pattern. I want to be like, doesn't anybody realize it's the same fucking cars behind us every day? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it was the good days. I'm going to get on Instagram at some point here soon. Oh, boy. Something. Wow. Heavy hitter. Wow. I mean, you, Are you, you kidding you me? You will be my best friend. I don't know if it's going to be. I'm hoping it's not me having to man this down. I'm hoping that NBC can my, give me my, my own Josh Benderick. Oh, my hope is that. Is that they, is that this company you're going to really believes that you're the social media maven? Oh, yeah, well, they, sp- they know I'm not. I am going to spam the comments of your Instagram so hard. Right. Every post, I'm going to be commenting up a storm. All right. So how are we doing this today? Okay. So here's how this is going to go. Because again, Josh did a lot of work as he's done for the show the entire time. Yeah. Yes. So I pulled a bunch of questions. So as Adam mentioned, we got thousands of questions. First of all, a lot of you Nothing's asked. Nothing's off limits today. Nothing is off Nothing. limits, right? But I am the filter, so okay. it's not going to get too aggressive. <laughs> uh, a lot of you asked if Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. That was in Monday's podcast this week, so go back and listen to it there. We did yep. a whole debate about it. A lot of you asked for advice on starting a podcast. That was in the mailbag that we did the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, yes. I, went, yep. I went deep into that. Yeah, So we're right. not going to do that. Okay. 
Okay. But I have pulled a bunch of questions for today about the current NFL, history, Sims personal stuff, Lefko personal stuff, podcast topics, a whole bunch. So I'm just going to go down the list. We're going to go for about an hour and a half, yeah. hour and 20. Sure. And then uh, we'll see where we're at at the end of this. Damn, so you ready I to really go? didn't know this was a 1230 podcast. That's all right. Yeah, Don't worry about that. That's yeah, your yeah. last day. It's all, all right. Good. So uh, I would like to do something right beforehand. Uh, we took this down off the wall. It's been a talk of a lot of people. Yep. It says, at Sims and Lefko, stop cursing. Rip it, it up. It was a reminder for Fendrick, to us, to not curse as much. Yep. Sims, I'll let you do the ceremonial ripping of the stop cursing sheet. The, and this was specifically from Joe Yanarella, Joey Guns, who yes. was really the one that was concerned about Very this. Very upset about our cursing. So I love you, Joe, but... Fuck this sheet of paper today, Joey. <laughs> Sorry, Joey Guns. So anything it's goes gone. today. Bam. All right, so first question coming up from a young man by the name of Trent Taylor. Trent the question Taylor? Question actually Taylor? for Adam Lefko. Oh. Is Lefko going to get a bro tattoo on his ankle now as a farewell to Sims? What are your thoughts? Oh, do me and you need to get tattoos together? So we get it instead of the W on your ankle, we get right. an S and L. Yeah, right. so would you consider it, and then what would you want the tat to be? No, I would not. Okay. I would if not you did consider it, it what would you want it to be? Um, I would want, damn, if it could be anything. A bowl of rice and beans. No. A daddy cigar. Yes. Just yeah. a daddy cigar on your I ankle. would want it to be a daddy cigar that you like put our initials into it, yeah. into the wrap. Uh, that's a good gotcha, one. Gotcha. Or into the smoke coming off of right. the daddy Ooh, cigar. I'm not, I'm not, I am not canceling out a chance of a some sort of tattoo. My tattoos, the three that I have, okay, are meaningful to me in parts right. of my life. The Longhorn, right? Yep. Uh, my The Wood with the W yep. and Kyle Shanahan and Rod Babers, who I don't even talk to anymore. Montrell Flowers, who I don't talk to anymore. Yeah. Bo Scape is the only one I talk to, but I don't care. Because it was a They're very boys, meaningful yeah. part of my life, and they are. They're my boys forever. Are you trying to shoot Memento too? Are you just going to be completely tatted out well, by the end of Well, I'm not. A, and, of course, I have my kid, my family's initials on Are me. you saying you want some Adam Lefko on your body? I'm not. I'm saying that at some point in my life, wow. a little BR or wow. a microphone with an Adam Lefko on there, that could happen. <laughs> something like All that. All right, so Lefko PR. Right. Let's fill your entire back. <laughs> okay. Let's make this a marketing <laughs> opportunity. I'll put a- <laughs> We'll sell it to a sponsor. What a great I, idea. And you know what? I'll say this. If he were to do that, I would probably be in. Be careful. Bruce and Sharon Lefko. I know. I'm not saying I'm definitely in. I'll talk it with the Bruce and Sharon Lefko. That's a big thing. All right. Next question here. It's a big thing in the Jewish community, especially, right? Absolutely. I know. All right. Next question here from Brandon Moore. Big fan of the show and would like to thank Sims for his football wisdom and knowledge. Best wishes in your future endeavors. Thanks, B. I would like, and this is for both of you. Okay. What is your favorite Aaron Rodgers throw or moment? Ooh. Favorite throw. I know moment. the throw that came to my mind right away, and yeah. it's the play that didn't even count. It was that play against the Chicago Bears where like, he stepped up in the pocket and then rolled right, and he got lifted off the ground by, I think, Akeem Hicks. Right. Oh, this and year? Still, uh, no, I think it was two years, two years ago. ago think... And he still threw it like 45 yards right. on a line while being sacked in the air, and it got called for a holding. Right. It was just a play that... It reminded me of that Mahomes play this year against the Niners where he like scrambled around and then threw it and like he skipped and there's just some throws that you look at and go that's just incredible. I know. And then for me the other one would be the Detroit Lions Hail Mary. Yeah, because it was so freaking high and it was on national TV right. and the game was over. And he threw it seventy something yards yeah. and the, the Packers season was about to be over. Remember? And that as was a forty nine yard thrower, you know, seventy is pretty damn incredible. <laughs> Your favorite thrower moment? Oh gosh, I had like four throws go through my head real quick and I'm. 
going to hit them. First of all, game one, I think about 2016 season, they were in Jacksonville. He had two feet off the ground while Jalen Ramsey was trying to sack him, and he threw a post for a touchdown. Um, the Cowboys playoff game where he scrambles left, right, stops, then continues to run left, and on the run throws it 40 yards on the line to Jared Cook, a foot out of bounds so he could get both feet inbounds. That, But I think the number one to me, and it's probably like you got to go back there and look at it, is the Super Bowl touchdown pass he had down the middle mm. where it was cover two and Ryan Clark was the backside safety, and I've heard Ryan Clark talk about it, where he saw it was coming and there was nothing he could do because Rodgers threw a piss missile mm. right through everybody, and that would probably be the one that stands out to me more than any because that was a game where they didn't run a whole lot of cool plays or anything. Yep. It was just Rodgers throwing dimes everywhere. I have one more. Yeah. Yep. The throw to beat the Cowboys, not, not the the throw that set up the field goal when he rolled left and f- threw it forty yards cross body to Jared Cook falling out of bounds. Did you just say that one? But I was going to say the other <laughs> one was this from the game two yeah. when he threw the riser. It for the touchdown to Devontae Adams that went right by the corner's head and the ball that was might have rising. Been in the left, left corner of the end left zone. Left corner I think of the it end might have been zone. that game too. Yes, I think they, I I loved both of those right. throws. I knew right. you said that one. Yeah, but the sure, riser, you knew I said that I one. Did. He wasn't listening to me. I know. I saw that Charles Woodson's out at ESPN. I, I, I want to say what's up. You ain't doing <laughs> one more quick Aaron Rodgers question from yeah. Jake Sally. Yeah. If Sims is going to NBC, will he pledge for the rest of Aaron Rodgers' career? He will sing the Aaron Rodgers song every time he plays in prime time. No, no doubt about that. Good. I am going. Well, I got a. They didn't. They didn't love that I sang that on the primetime. Oh, you uh, got a talking to? They, well, they didn't feel like the audience knew me or knew that gig yet, which I understand. So right. So just fix that. So I got to fix that. Hopefully, people get to know me. But anytime I go, Aaron, oh Aaron Rodgers, always going to do that. I've also, I, you guys, didn't do, I broke out, you know, my Deshaun Watson a lot last week, and he's a fan of it. Deshaun Watson. No, it's Deshaun Watson is so fucking awesome. You said that on television. I did. I said the freaking. And then gotcha. you go, my homies. And my homie, my, my homie, homie, my homie. He came, he came out with a new logo. My homie, By the my way, homie. My, our girl, one of our big fans, Anastasia Williams, yes. sent me the the schedule for the Chiefs next year and right. who they play right Patrick Mahomes is going up against like every quarterback that I love he's going up against he gets to play Andrew Luck in the Colts again which is going to be awesome they're playing the Packers next year so there's going to be Mahomes Aaron Rodgers it's going to be they're going to play the Patriots again they're also playing the Texans so you're getting Mahomes Watson right he's also playing Jacksonville again so we get to see that matchup again sure I am very excited yeah, for Mahomes' schedule. Yeah, I hear you. Schedule. Did you see he unveiled his new logo today? Did you see that? And then he was also told he can't play basketball Which today. Which is awesome. The best quarterback in the NFL. No, absolutely not. Sorry. Let's go PR. Get your friends to record you playing basketball against random dudes at the gym, and then everyone's going to say how athletic you are. That's the new thing. Hey, hey listen. I thought the the, the 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 I looked at the play that he had the nice play. There was... A lot of cultural diversity on the floor. I have no problem with the okay. talent level on there. I'm just saying. Yes. I'm saying it's a little Lefko PR. <laughs> yeah. Darius Geis is doing Lefko PR right now. Is he? Once a week, Working he's releasing out. a workout video. It's a very smart move. Good. Good. Yeah. All right, guys. Next question here from Patrick Ermlich. This one is for Chris. I played high school football, and the snap count was down set hut every <laughs> single time, yeah. maybe a hut hut every now and then. 
when I listen to a game broadcast and you can hear the quarterback snap count, I can't for the life of me figure out how anybody knows when the ball is going to be snapped. Right. It sounds like white 80, white 80, blah, 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 blah. Right, that's what my little boy says. And I'm like, WTF. Yeah. How do they distinguish going on one or two? Can Sims give any insight into the cadence and how offensive players, more specifically the center and linemen, learn how to decipher it? Sure. Well, yeah, it, it, you learn how to decipher it over reps and getting a feel for the guy's voice and his cadence and how he does it in general, right? So that's going to help out the offensive linemen in general. First of all, with the snap count, you're free to really use any number, I mean, color, number you want. But there's going to be live colors. Like, black could mean we're going on three, right? Black 88, black 88 said, hut, hut, hut. You might just use it just the black part to get people to go, oh, it's on three. Might be red is a live color. If I say red, it means we're audibling. It's truly a new play. But in general, it's going to be blue 85, blue 85. And within that, the next thing that's going to come is set hut. And you almost want to say it together. That's what they're saying. When you hear Brady, he's going, set hut. And because he's trying to say it almost in one flowing word because the offense is going to snap the ball on set. They're going to snap it on set to get off the ball just a hair earlier because they're snapping the ball. So that's what you're hearing, and that's why it sounds so muddled at times. My little boy had the same issue. I was like, no, they're saying set up. He would go like, and I was like, yeah, and he they, would make they up do words. that because the, the defense isn't going to go on set, but if they just went, hut. Right. Well, they can just jump that first word. But, yes, they're not going to go on set. It's just another way to have one word Almost one word, even though it's two different words, it flows. Why is gives... hut? Right. I don't know. I don't... I've always thought huts come before hikes. I always thought it was hut, hut, hike. I think it's, I, I think it's just a, it's, I've never had hike Can, at the lower level. Do you need to levels. say hut? Like, could I, could I literally say, could I say butt? No. Well, could that, I be like, butt? Well, and like you hike it? Yeah, like, does well, it even matter? If they're used to it, yeah, you could say whatever. Then why is, why do you think hut is I, the universal? I don't know. I, I just looked it up. I don't know what that, that so is. So this is according to the Guardian. Right. Uh, it is a, the term comes from a famous player of the Notre Dame team of the 1890s, Jeff Hudson. Oh, yeah. The difference between the D and the T being impossible to spot uh, as the players went on to play with other teams, it seemed they continued to call HUD HUD, so the term just became the football term. That's funny. Wow. That's Jeff funny. Hudson. Now, it just either... Learned a lot on this hike, last show. HUD sounds better going on two, and then with all of this, you can change it up. So you can go on set HUD. You can go on first sound. You can go on You can go on first sound. So first sound, Tom Brady might get up there and just go, blue, and it's a snap. They're well, going to All right? You might go second color. Bluey five, and do you say that in second, the huddle? You'll say that in the that huddle. Seems like a lot to think about. But well, then I look yeah. at the huddle sometimes, Sims, and I don't see everybody being that like that listening that hard. No, they're sometimes not. I got like a person like a heads out there because and, not everybody has to hear the whole play, right? Really, the only guy that needs to know the whole play is the quarterback. Everybody I, else is just listening to their little part of the play, right? Oh, the receivers. Yeah, but I mean, but oh, don't they right. need to know whether it's black or blue? Yes, or, and a lot of times though, in those situations, they'll start to say it. They have code words. As they break the huddle. So Brady might go, you know, you know, we've heard Peyton Manning use Tiger and Phil, one and two. Mm. When he said Tiger, it meant it was on one. If he said Phil, it was on two. With Dick and Balls, that was another one for one and two. Sunday, Monday. Tuesday might be on three. All these things. So they might he might call wow. the play and go, 72, you big. And do you change play. them game to game? And then he's going to, no, you're not going to change them. Like, but, will Peyton go through a whole season with Sunday, oh, yeah, Monday? No, yeah, no, no. He's going to have something else, for sure. For sure. If he feels like he's using it too much, he's probably going to use it as a decoy at some point and tell everybody, I'm Tiger, just, Tiger, yeah, Tiger. I'm just afraid of confusing my own team. Yeah, well, those are things you go through through 
through the week, and hopefully when you start to change things up, yeah. we're at the point where it's comfortable. In the I just think that one guard turns around and goes, are we going on balls or Tuesday? And it's like, okay, we're messed up. All of the linemen are pretty good, though. They're pretty yeah, smart guys. No, so. they are. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next question here from our good friend, Rod Simba. Great hey, to see you. What up, Rod Simba? I actually love this question. If the NFL had a loan system like there is in soccer, allowing players under contract with their original yeah. team to play for another team for one season, what player would you like to see dealt to a different team next year? Oh, gosh. So that's... pull up the teams, think about and some players. And then they come back afterwards. And then they come back to their original team, right? Right. I'm going to purposely – I have to pull up the teams. I want Tyree Kill on Aaron Rodgers' team right off the I, bat. I'm purposely avoiding want, the Patriots and Aaron Rodgers and the Aaron Eagles Rogers for this question. I want Aaron Rodgers on the Jaguars. Um, let me think. Who wow. else? Yeah. <laughs> so you would take Aaron Rodgers and put him somewhere else versus giving someone to Aaron? I, well, or I, I said Tyree Kill yeah, to, to there, too. That would certainly be in this there. This is very true to the podcast. I'd love to see Blake Bortles as a starting quarterback of the Patriots and see if they could win the oh, Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> like I re- like like Belichick left co PR. You right. want to show everybody how great of a coach you are? You win a w- ring with Blake Bortles, they will build a statue in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Right. Like they'll block the Lincoln Memorial with you. That's how incredible what you've done is. Not a bad thought. Uh, hold on. We miss anybody else? Oh, there's yeah, we I missed know, the entire endless. league. It's endless. Um anyone you'd want to give to Kyle? I would love to see Odell Beckham Jr. with Kyle. That would be one for sure. I'm glad you said that. Yep. Yes, Odell would Jimmy be. Jimmy G throwing at Odell. I'd yeah. love to see Aaron Donald on the Bears and see what happens if Khalil sure. Mack and Aaron Donald are on the same right. team. Right, right. Um, yeah, I thought about that, Like, or even Khalil Mack on the Rams with Aaron Donald and Sue. And that's This is going to sound crazy. I'd like Phillip Rivers on the Giants. Eli's not going anywhere. I just want to see a quarterback battle between the two guys that were traded for each other in 2004, both fighting for their end of the careers to be the starting quarterback of the Giants. Both, I like chaos. Both throwing comebacks that take four seconds to get there. Yeah, anybody else. Yeah, There's this, so many. It ends up, like you, always, you like, I would like to move Julio to anywhere else. Like I would like to put, I'd like to put Julio back on the Niners. I'd like to put Julio in Green Bay. Right. Not that I have anything wrong with Atlanta. I just right. want him on a new team where someone's like, "How do we use this guy?" Yeah, yeah. All um, right. Good answers. Anyone else? Otherwise, I'll move on. Nah, I think that's it. All right, let's go to the next one. This this I name mean, came Saqu- up here. Saquon on the Chiefs would be amazing. That'd be pretty. Oh insane. man, because yeah. not not that they need any more offensive talent, but, but that just, would be fun. Why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? All right, next question here. Odell's name came up. This question is from Ryan Schimmel. With Odell having missed substantial portions of several seasons, do we have to reconsider if he is still in the conversation for best wide receiver in the league? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Hey, listen, he was not the best wide receiver in football this year. I mean, there's, there's no way. You know, to argue that, um, you know, again, at the end of the year, I do think that Odell probably could have came back if it was dire straits and their team was still fighting for something. But they probably were like, oh, let's not worth it's not worth it. Let's not risk it. But certainly have been a little bit of an issue for Odell. And I didn't even think Odell last year um, was totally Odell anyways with his ankle coming off his ankle injury. I am expecting to see the sixth gear totally yes. back in full force this year for the 2019 season. I thought that if you were having a real discussion about just 2018 and yeah. who the top wide receivers were, right. you're going to argue with me on some of these. I believe that the conversation was Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, yep. Julio Jones, Sure. I mean, I'm just looking at the guys that I really think are really up there for the number one spot. Right. I, I'm really. I'm going to put so. Antonio Brown, but I'm also going to put Juju sure. up there as if we're really in this debate. Sure. 
because it's weird. I look at the Mike Evans of the world. I don't know. And I will also say that Michael Thomas was in the discussion for the year he had. Right. No, that, he was not. But that's okay. Good I'm just say. I'm saying you, that yeah. for if we're putting 2018 into a right, vacuum, right. As the top receiver performances, yep. he was in the discussion for that. Odell had moments. Yeah. I thought there were a few games where it was like all Odell or bust. Like that one game where they almost came back against the Falcons. It was all. Him. Yes, it was. The game it was against the Jaguars the, to start the year. Right. He showed out. Right. But it wasn't consistent. But I think the question is fair. It's it's why I'm realistic about Carson Wentz right now is that durability is a thing. Right. And that I, you want to see it consistently. But I also think that it was extenuating circumstances with the injury, yeah. how the season ended, starting off one and whatever it was. It. But, look, we don't make those excuses for the other guys. No. I mean, Tyreek Hill was the best receiver in football this I year so for my too. money. I, I mean, think so, too. You know, and I can't remember. What was I talking about with Stephon Diggs when we were in the back? He was just oh, like. Oh, yeah. And he was like, he's, he's the like, only yeah, guy. He was. He's like, that's the, that's the best receiver in football this year. He's like, I mean, yeah. to have those yards and he had, you know, 17 yards per catch. I do think, again, Mike Evans needs to be in that conversation. Yeah. I just want to say that. their team's not that good. So I watched Mike Evans extensively. Right. Yep. Yeah, they. I just felt like so many of his stats came after the game was decided that yeah. I kind of knocked those guys down a notch. Yeah, okay. Sure, I get that. Um, the other thing I'll say to everybody out there with the receiver position, and this will go back to Julian Edelman, who's a legend, or even Michael Thomas that way. You know, I'm not going to sit here and just go, oh my gosh, he ran a slant route that the coach made up, and he wrote three steps, and he turned around, and the ball hit him in the numbers. He's definitely one of the best receivers in football because he can do three steps and then slant and catch the ball. No. Is this your is this your stoner pro football focus employee? Yeah, voice? seriously, right? That's what that is. So, I, you know, again, stats can lie to you that way. <laughs> he that's got where, a plus two on that play. That's where you just got to be careful of how you evaluate totally. the wide receiver position, just for the the guys out there. But I think yeah. we hit all the uh, crucial names. I'm glad that you've come around on Hopkins, though. Yes, Hopkins had an amazing last two years. It's really special. I think Hopkins. Again, he makes I a lot don't, out of nothing. I don't hold him quite as high regard as you do, but he's right there. I mean, he deserves to be in that conversation. He does. Yeah, I yeah. believe he deserves to be in the conversation, but I, but I don't think anyone would disagree that no one does more with less than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, well, it could be a seventy-yard touchdown right. on any play, and right. you can't say that about anybody else. In no, the NFL. and what he does for the rest of the team—that's yes. that's what's amazing. All right, guys. Next question here from Justin Baker for Sims. If Lefko were to get hired onto an NFL coaching staff, oh, love it. what position group would he have the most success coaching? Oh, that's a good one. So for this one, I just started thinking, what position does he know the most about? Right. Who would he be able to communicate with best? Right. Which players would not just intimidate the crap out of him? Yes. Like, I don't know if Lefko and the D linemen would get along. Yeah, yeah, no. I that's mean, just where my brain went. Yeah, I, I hear you there. I, I actually think of... This is the easy one. I mean, this is actually really easy. As Tight I think ends. Of it. Exactly right. I mean, George Kittle specifically told me that nobody has DM'd him more this year than Adam Lefko. Stalker alert. Stalker He's alert. the one that usually starts the conversation. And Sam Darnold has said the same thing. So you're becoming a stage nine clinger, okay? Listen, Just got to watch out for that. Listen. But no, I'm Kittle, looking. Kelsey, you have great rapport right. with you're all right. these guys, right? I know you would smart, fanboy but Zach they're also, they also have that wide receiver like energy little, to them. They do. Exactly they're both right. like They're both like, I like to pop bottles, right. but I'm also smart with my finances. And you don't like, need perfect. to be get like too technical at the tight end position. No. You'd have to learn a little bit about technique of blocking and First things meeting. like that. All right, fellas. 
Sometimes we're catching, sometimes we're blocking. Are you Rosner? Either way, we look good. We look good. <laughs> Rosner, the coach over here. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. You think it's tight? Listen, bro. I, I, you know, why I always keep my contacts going. Yeah. Because sometimes you're the host, and sometimes you're the left co-host. Get it? Mm-hmm. Left co-host. Yes. Ooh, Listen, bro. Chairs about to be empty next week. Big yep. things are popping on Monday. Yep. Follow me to NBC, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Next question here from Ralph Del Sardo. Good luck, Sims. Going to miss you on the pod. Can you guys Thanks, compare Ralph. Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu Ooh. as players? And is Palomalu a lock next year for Canton? Did you just yes. blow a bubble there? I think you blew a bubble. Was it a bubble? I think it was. I thought it was a piece of fuzz. Yeah. Um, that's actually. Uh, cool. Can I break it down yeah. into these? Yeah. Faster, right. Ed Reed or Troy Palomalu? Troy Palomalu. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you you throw the ball deep, and they're Ed, tracking the play. Who scares you more? Ed Reed. Uh, you give the ball to a running back, and one of them meets him in the hole. Ooh, it's really. I'm going to give it to Troy Palomalu. Okay, yes. it's close. You yes. toss it to the outside to a speed, right. and that person's tracking him to the sideline. Ooh, man. I'm going to give it to Palomalu again. Okay. I am. You're throwing an out, right. and it's a one-on-one tackling situation on the sideline at a dead stop. Yeah, it's still pretty good. I would probably maybe Ed there. It's close. Troy, so— Hold on. I'm not done. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. They intercept you. Yeah, definitely Ed. Scared to death of Ed. Ed's going to the house, and I'm like, oh, gosh, because he's just not going to go down at any point. He's going to be thinking house the whole time. Uh, play is coming down to—the game is coming down to one play, right. and you're the coach. Right. And you need you need a game changing play. If you told me it was a pass play, I'm picking Ed Reed. If you told me it's a first down play, and I don't know if it's going to be run or pass, I'm going to take Troy Palomalu. Wow. I would break it down like this. I think in simplest terms, these are both. I think the two best safeties I ever had to really play or prepare for. I never got Dawkins in his prime, so no disrespect to no. him. But I would think these guys are a little bit more versatile than Dawkins. A little bit more. I and they I were would, better in the air than Dawkins. They were both awesome at everything. I always would say Ed Reed was the best pass defensive safety I ever saw or studied against. And Troy Palomalu, I thought, was the best around the line of scrimmage safety I ever played or prepared against. His mm. blitzing, his disguising, jumping over the piles, oh. filling holes like that. So next But when level. it came to the passing game, Ed was a master at disguising, a master of knowing what you like to do as an offense. And he could be real tricky that way. I mean, those. I mean, Palomar is a first ballot Hall of Famer, just like Ed Reed in my eyes. I think what's awesome is, like, I would love to have Belichick talk about both of those. Yeah, guys. that would be amazing because I know that his level of respect for both of those guys is insane. What I love about both of those players is they each did things that you didn't even know were feasible. Right. Like the jumping over the pile thing, we've seen Roy Williams do it to you. We've seen other instances of it, but it never was as impressive as when Palomalu did it. He would throw every ounce of his body at a complete disregard. And his hair was a movement. Right. Like not even the commercials and the products and all that stuff, but to watch it, it made him look frantic. Mm-hmm. You you watched a guy that it looked like a Tasmanian devil. It looked like somebody put a helmet on somebody that is not used to our culture and said, get the ball. Yeah. And he put every ounce of his being. And Ed Reed, to me, 
was always this silent assassin. Yeah. That he would hang out with Ray Lewis, and he didn't say a lot, and he'd kind of be back there. But if the ball touched Ed Reed's hand, you were screwed. Yeah. Like when he picked off Kevin Cobb and returned it 104 yards against the Eagles, as soon as he caught it and I saw it was 20, I went, damn. Yeah. The thing about Ed was, Palomalu was, what a freak athlete. Right. That's how I always came off to myself. Right. Ed Reed was, what a calculated, cold-hearted yeah. assassin. Yeah. But they both would get you. They just, it just felt different ways. And Ed Reed also, they both had a look, you know, the visor and the all black uniforms no and, and skinny, but also like nasty. And then Palomalu just flailing energy. Yes. You play Troy? I didn't like have to actually play. I was back. You played up. against Ed, though. I played against okay. Ed. I mean, just left goes point. I mean, you know, he gets a hand on the ball. I threw a pass, a deep cross to Mark, uh, Mike Clayton, and the ball was high. In his two hands, though, where he extended his arms out, and Ed got a hand in there and just stole it right out of his hand. My Some of my favorite practices I ever had were being Troy Palomalo and Ed Reed when I was playing for the Tennessee Titans. You played safety in practice? They knew that I knew their movements. And it's apparently wait, so a Sims thing. You're so impersonating defensive I players? Was, yeah, because they knew I was, you know, Chris Johnny. that good of an impersonator. Johnny Obsession. And Kerry Collins liked that I he thought I had their body movements and what they did pre-snap wow. down. And yeah, I got to be. Sulking. Right. Ed Reed with his shoulders humped, just lurking in the background. Like, yeah, throw it over here. And then Troy is like the like you said, the Tasmanian devil at the line of scrimmage. You're like, oh, gosh, he's blitzing. Oh, gosh, he's coming back. They were That was a lot of fun doing that. It was hard to take your eyes off of either of them. Yeah. And that's why they're so damn special. They, they definitely are. All right, guys. Next well, question here. Let's pull out the teams before as I read this one. Uh, question is from Matthew Joe. How many Matty cur- Joe. How many current starting quarterbacks could you beat in a fight? How many current starting quarterbacks could you beat in a fight? Okay. So, Mahomes, yeah. no. Brady, I'm going to go no. Do you think you could beat Brady in a I fight? I do. Yes, I do. I don't think I could beat Brady yes. in a fight. Deshaun, no. Lamar, no. Phillip Rivers, no. Luck, I feel like I got a chance. I feel, you, like, you I feel, feel like I could like goad him into like trusting me. He might be one of the strongest ones. Yeah, but I think that I could left go PR him into turning his back. And then death. Gosh. I only feel good about the old ones. Like I could think I could like calm down Mariota and then take advantage of him. <laughs> I'd have to fight dirty. I feel like Tom Drew. Who's the quarterback of Miami? Drew Nobody. Brees. I got them. He got them. Drew Brees, Eli taking him down. I don't think Rosen can mess with me. He's one of the young guys I'm gonna put yep. in there. Um, who else am I missing? Sam here? Darnold. Did I think I could take Derek Carr. Sammy, Derek Carr definitely. I think went I through, can beat up Derek Carr. I went through my mind. Definitely went through my mind. <laughs> this is so funny. Oh gosh, Dak Prescott would whoop my ass. I'll so tell you, him. I'm really afraid of Nick Mullins. Uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick Mullins will look at me and be like, "I'm gonna take you to the Bayou, pal." It's those. It's those four is about where Just I'm going. Just the old guys there. and Josh Rosen. Just the old guys, and, and I, I think could take. Josh Rosen, I could take yeah. down Alex Smith right now. Yeah, I thought about Rivers, but Rivers is feisty. I don't know if oh, I could dude, take he'd him. Stab Bortles? Him with his bolo. <laughs> Did you take down Bortles? He's not a starter. Oh, he's not a starter. <laughs> Sorry, You're right. Bro. Good call. Good call on that one. <laughs> Stop right. trying to get me in trouble. Yeah, my bad. Uh, okay. What do you think? What do you think? What would what would upset you more if my next co-host was Blake Bortles right. or Major Applewhite? Oh, I don't think I'd care either way. I'd go. Either one's going to be a disaster. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that tweeted at me like, yeah. "Is Major coming in?" Yeah. And I was that like, was "A big suggestion." And right. what was really funny to me is, is like, no, I'm I'm legitimate friends with Sims. Yeah, I couldn't do that because right. I wouldn't be able to. I 
you would you would understand why I did it because you know that I'm always trying to make fun of everything. Mm -hmm. But I also know that it would piss you off a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't. It would. I haven't even thought about that. But yeah, sure. He might not give you a jacket on the sideline though. You better be careful. (laughs) So much, so much energy. Next question here from Jarrett Self. Jarrett Self. Yeah. Jarrett. Were you about to say something? Is that our former Jarrett? No, different Jarrett. That's Jarrett Least. Uh, why is it so uncommon that head coaches have both coach and GM duties like BB? Does it simply come down to having someone with the skill to do it or owners not believing that someone could possibly handle both? I think it's. I think there's been so many instances over the years where it didn't go well. Yeah. Uh, the Chip Kellys of the world. Uh, I'm, I, mean, no, I mean, Mike Holmgren did it pretty well for right. a little bit of time. Sure. I don't think people realize how special of a human you have to be to take that on. Yeah. I don't think people realize that it's very hard to be a, a, a player's friend when you're in the locker room and then look at him in a completely different way, in a callous right. way, and then not upsetting the locker room. Yeah. Because as a GM, they're pieces. As a coach, they're your players. Right. And I think, one, it takes that. It hasn't worked numerous times. Yeah. And I think it's also good to have a balance of power. Like I think you, I, I don't. There's not many guys that are capable. Is really my answer. No, so follow or, that point before yeah, you go into yeah, yours. Right. Belichick has shown the ability to cut and trade players. Right. But you always tell us that he's a players' coach and yeah, that the players yeah. love him because he can be. He's honest with them too, so Got they know it. where they stand. But he is capable to like what Lefko's saying is going walking upstairs and now being in the front office and putting that on and going, okay, it's business decision time. I can't worry about you know how much I like this guy as a player. Right. I can promise you he loved lawyer. Malloy, you know mm. what I mean? But he let him go because he felt like it was that time of his career. Right. I think the biggest thing is it's a lot. That's all there really right. is to it. You know, guys like Bill Belichick, they didn't start out doing it this way. That's not the way it worked. Bill Parcells, he didn't start out being the GM. Mike Shanahan didn't start out doing that either. Right. It's Mike Holmgren, same way. It's about guys who, to me, the ones that have been really successful with it, are guys who are really successful head coaches. They've mastered that. They've mastered the daily routine and program, and now they can handle the extra workload of being basically the GM and being that guy. But I was with a Josh McDaniels, who I would say is as smart as anybody. He he like hired a young GM and had to help him out in a lot of ways, and I feel like that wore him out where he was still trying to get his feet from being a head coach, but yet, oh gosh, i got to you know go with some of these bumps in the road with the young GM who's learning his way too, and we want to make sure we're on the same page. Right. So uh, it's just a hard thing to do at the, the end GM of the day. The GM has to know what kind of players the coach wants to yes. coach. Players wants to coach. I mean, here you are if you're like you know Sean McVay. Look at him. I mean, he's going to the Super Bowl. He's not the GM. No. Because he's told Les Snead what he wants to. He works on the game plan. Les Snead works about, worries about all the little details, but what you're playing GM all the time and having to handle some of that stuff. Oh, my right guard went down, and now I got to think about five replacements and bringing them in to work out right. and do all that. You want to have somebody there that can you can trust to. And Belichick get the right has guy. a lot of people around him, like Nick Casario it's and a, all that. It's a well-oiled machine. And then you got stuff like the Cowboys, where they have an owner GM. And that provides its own problems. Right. Because now they're going, we have so much marketing dollars into this one player. I don't know if we can move on. And it's going to make us look bad if we didn't nail that first yeah, sure. uh, that first round pick. And it kind of ruins that. I think, as anyone can say, it makes it very hard to hold people accountable. Because you're going to want to cover your ass. And the reason Bill Belichick works is he's not afraid to make mistakes. 
And and there's just not a lot of and that's why I do give Robert Kraft more credit. I had a conversation last night with Master, a writer here, and he said, How do you break up the percentages of the Patriots? And this is what I came to last mm-hmm. night. I'm giving Belichick seventy one percent. Right. I'm giving Tom Brady. 15%. Right. I'm giving Kraft 6, and that leaves me with what? That's 21, that's 93, and I'm giving 7% to every other player that's played for the Patriots. Gotcha. But that's how I'm breaking it down. Right. Because I believe that Kraft deserves the 6% for For giving the facilities and backing off. and, And I just don't think people realize how hard it is for a billionaire to go, I'm giving you the keys to this, and I'm not going to ruin this. You know, I, I think there's something there's something to be said for that. Yeah, there definitely is. There's that's why it works. But right. I'm giving Belichick seventy one percent. Yeah, I mean, I probably would have gone higher. I had him originally at eighty two, right. and then I was like, but what about all the Thai laws of the world? Like the players need to execute, so that was like my yeah, sure. You yeah. couldn't have just done oh, even seventy or eighty. <clears throat> no, yeah, you'd like to mix it up. Yeah, come all on. Right. Uh, all right, next question here from Matt Costello. When did you? Oh, reala- that's your boy. Yeah, that is my boy. So, uh, when did you realize you had something special going on with the podcast? Was there a moment, an interview, a show? I'd like to hear Sims on this first. I had one. I can share one that yes. popped into my yeah, head. Yeah, go ahead. The Martellus Bennett interview last mm. year when, when he the said eighty three percent blew yeah. up and it was like on every television. Eighty nine percent of NFL players yes. smoke weed and it was everywhere. And we looked at each other and we were like, "Okay, uh, right, good interview." I didn't have a moment like that. I just felt like I, as I was walking to the train on a daily basis, I had like guys coming up to me all the time saying, "I love the pod." I felt like that's when I was like, "Oh, this we've kind of people created something." Yeah, people are listening. It's creating a little buzz, and people are following it. Uh, that was kind of like my moments for me. Mm. My two that came up. Mm. One was when the New York Post, when uh, Romo replaced your dad, right. wrote an article about you talking about it, yeah. and they labeled us as Lefko and Sims. Oh, right. That, that was, was when I was, was like, great. that's when I was like, we didn't even push this out, yeah. and the Post just took this right. and ran with it. Right. And then the other time would be just when I started reading Instagram DMs from like people in like Dubai yeah. and they were like, I don't think you understand what your podcast means to me. Right. Like I still get those now and dude, it's been overwhelming. Yeah. Like to all the people that have been in our DMs or the people that are messaging me and they're like, yo, we fuck with you. You're the man. Like right. we love you guys. Like you gave me enough confidence to do our own. Like reading, seeing that we have an impact, that's when it hits me because just a word to everybody, I don't care about views. I don't care about numbers. Like, all that stuff is bullshit. Like, all I really care about is, like, when we went there and we met people in Atlanta and I got to hang out with them, that's the real shit. Yeah. Because that's the only people that I really mess with. No doubt. So that's the that's what it made when I realized. All right, next question here from Luke Geckler. Which podcaster would survive the longest in the woods Bear grill style, Josh, Lefko, or Sims? I think this is an easy answer. So three of us in the woods, Bear grill style. Do you like camp or anything? Who I think this is the Josh. I, it, yeah, I mean, it's the, obvi- uh, it's the obvious answer. I think it's Josh the is the answer? obvious answer for this reason. Yeah. Sims will eventually go. I'm not eating a gecko. We have to find brown rice and beans. Uh. Also, he's an OCD germaphobe. I don't think being out in the wilderness is really your thing. That's actually people are the ones that are dirty, not the wilderness. Of the three of us, I would last the least, and I'm happy to say that right. I need the most. And I believe that Josh, growing up being a Survivor fan, yeah. has probably like. 
Learned go on days things. without food on purpose to prepare himself just in for case the I get on the show. Yes. Right. I would be good with the flint and the machete if you gave that to me to start a fire. I could definitely do that. You go on like adventure trips. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, you know, with my family every couple years, scrape the magnesium, then you smack it with the machete. Right. Little, yeah, some tinder in there just to get it going. I think I, I know would be tinder, all right. but I, I don't you, know what I that is. Pretty good too. I also know how to fish with a Hawaiian sling. So if you give me one of those, I uh, get out there. Round the elbow slingshot, bring home a shark, and we're Winner. all eating for a couple days. So Winner. yeah, we're all what? good. Winner. What is a Hawaiian sling? It's what they used to fish on Survivor, where it's basically like a a spear with a um, elastic band on the end of it, and you put it around your elbow in the water so that it's like creates torque, and then you let it go. The band comes off your elbow, oh. and the spear shoots. Gotcha. And, yeah, if you're like over a reef, gotcha. and you can easily get fish that way. I would just throw it and hit them. I just would do that. You would just throw the spear, yeah. but you're underwater. Yeah. You can't. Uh, you can't. I'd, get, I'd get it done. So just piss, like tour pisses, piss missiles in the water. Apply with spears underwater. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, okay, next All right, question. You here. win Survivor. Wow, that was some intense stuff right there. What's that? I'm not going into a pool with Josh ever. Yeah, just Google Hawaiian sling. Uh, okay, next question here from Matt Hill. How will Adam Gase and his offensive system affect Sam Darnold's development? Well, I mean, I don't see anything but positives for Sam Darnold with Adam Gase. Adam Gase is like one of those guys that, you know, I know we've talked about it before where he lives it with the quarterback. I mean, he is like loyal to a fault with his quarterbacks and and making sure that the game, win or lose, especially lose, doesn't get blamed on them. I mean, I think he does a phenomenal job of not only managing the quarterback, but managing the numbers and situations to where the fan base doesn't have a jumping off point. And I think that's one of the reasons he got fired in Miami is because he constantly stuck, stuck up for Ryan Tannehill and the things he did there. And, of course, they weren't happy, but I would say, you know, just between that, the results he had with Tannehill, they were pretty impressive when you really look at it. And then what he did with Cutler in Chicago and what he did in Denver with Peyton Manning, whether good, bad, at the end, or even Tim Tebow, he just has an understanding of how to make it work for a quarterback. Mm. Anything you want to add about your boy? I'm excited, your to, boy. Tur- I'm excited to turn on Adam Gase when Sims leaves. Tell you, Monday is going to be wild. I'm starting a whole new list of rivals and villains. No. I, I think that, look, when, I, I, when I, I briefly talked to Sam about it, I know he was excited after meeting Adam Gase, so I know that they're getting along early. Um, I hope that Adam Gase feels like he has a lot to prove. Uh, I also know that he's going to be on the shortest lease he's ever had. I know he's a new coach of the Jets, but let's also think realistically. He went down to Miami and had a lot of change in a short amount of time. Not saying that it wasn't warranted or that it wasn't the right thing to do, but that's now a cloud that's going to follow him because the perception is he didn't get along with strong personality players. And in New York, they're going to be... It was not deemed a good hire when it happened. I'm not saying it's not a good hire, but I'm I'm looking at it from the media's perspective, which means they're going to be very critical. His press conference was not great. It caused a lot of issues for a lot of people. He became a meme. That's not what you want. Now, I'm hoping, and from everything that you've said, I have a lot of faith in Gase, and I believe that Gase, throughout his time in Miami, had some very interesting play calls for some very bad quarterbacks that won games they shouldn't. You shouldn't beat the Bears in Miami with Brock Osweiler. He did. You shouldn't beat the Patriots in Miami with uh, uh, Tannehill, and they did. With Jonas Gray or whoever that was at running back. So he's done some amazing things. He didn't play Kenyon Drake as much as he should have. 
I have a huge issue with that, if I'm just being honest. But Miami seems to have been a very extenuating circumstance. But I look at what he can do up here in the New York Jets. I think they have some pieces. I think you have Jamal Adams that looks good. You have Leonard Williams that looks good. I think Tremaine Johnson will have a better year this year. I look at that offensive line. I think they need some help. They need pass rushers. But I think for your boy that there's going to be a lot of pressure on him early. And that's that's why I wonder how long he's going to have because McCagnin is on the, the is on the hook right now. Right. Like he has to win right now. Right. So I'm looking at it more as like the outside pressures on him. He controls his future. If him and Sam get it off and they get a few more weapons underneath, I think they can do it, but he's going to have a lot of pressure because it was a weird offseason for him. AFC is going to be cool. All right, next will oh. be the most competition Belichick's ever had as far as coaches in the AFC. Buffalo and Josh Allen and what they got going on there. and Yep, Flores uh, down in Miami. Yeah. It's going to be the first time he's got true three games he's going to have to worry about. The coaches are on their X's and O's. You're absolutely right, because Flores is going to know what Belichick wants to do. Yep. Gase has a pretty good idea of how to attack that defense every now and then. And then the Buffalo, man, Patriots always have trouble in yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. All right, guys, next question here. Do you agree with what I said there? What's that? Did you agree with I, what you I said? You said 90 million things. Let's go on to the next question. Holy shit. You gave up. a breakdown of the fucking whole organization, the offensive yeah. line, uh, the status of the media in Miami and New York. Holy shit. Well, I'm fascinated. Yes. Because we don't... Shut up. Next, next question. question. All right. Allie Holy Cook shit. coming up. And I'm hoping you guys disagree with shut it on this one. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're coming to you first on this one. Yes, please. One quarterback to build your team around for the next five years. Oh, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, what no. are you going to say, Sims? Five years, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes for the five years. The greatest quarterback in the NFL. Five years, but it's not this year. It wasn't last year. Uh, but, yes, for the next five years, yes, Rodgers has hit that age where it, oh. it's going to go down to a degree. He's not oh. going to be able to pull off the oh. same magic always. Oh. Oh. Hey, just say it. Keeping it real. Wow. Patrick yeah. Mahomes is the best quarterback we've ever seen. I thought you were saving that for one day. year. Such a sh- you've become such a shock jock. Just he said five years. I know. You're saying he's the best you've ever seen. He's played one year, and you're saying he's the best you've ever seen. When you can evaluate talent, yes. it's all <laughs> right. about pivoting. I like to self-scout. Right. All right you stay hard and true right. to the things that I think. Heard. I think that Kansas City probably wins if Rodgers is the quarterback. Wow. Just saying. Wow. What? He wouldn't have missed wide open touchdown pass first Yeah, because Patrick Mahomes didn't Uh, stop the third and ten. No, he would have. No, he didn't get there because Aaron Rodgers underthrew an out against Seattle on Thursday night and couldn't handle it. That's right. And then his team punted and didn't let him go for fourth down. I don't know. Fourth down, he's magic. I don't know what to say. I can't believe you're such an anti-Mahomes. I can't believe you don't like Patrick Mahomes. I love him. You know that. All right, guys. Next Uh, question here from Caleb. (laughs) Next question from Caleb. And just for everyone listening, there was just a pound in the middle of the table after oh, that gosh, question. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, let's explain gosh. all the details. Uh, Caleb, what is Sim's workout plan? I'm a CrossFit guy, like, pretty much. I go in, I warm up. Not like CrossFit gyms, like you tra- you do lots that of different types of training. Right. Yeah. I, just, I go in and I warm up. I do not start lifting weights until I'm, like, totally sweating. So, like... I will be, I'm the guy at the gym where people are like, oh, you got a good workout in already. And I'm like, no, I just warmed up. I haven't even started. Because like, I have issues with my body, so I don't want to do anything like yes. hard right off the bat. But I, my, it's easy. I do legs and core every time I'm in the weight room, no matter what. I'm going to do legs and core, and then I'm going to either do a push or a pull for my up, upper body So what exercise. are legs and core? Are you sprinting? No. I mean, I'm always going to do – I'm like, let's just say I get warm, I get going, I start doing core. I'm going to do um, 
some I'm going to squat, right? And probably superset it with like sled pulls to go along with it. Superset, what does that mean? Like I'm going to get done with as the squats and walk right over to the sled and, and pull the it. sled and then get done with the sled and do 50 abs, something like that. Do that a few times around and then change the exercises up to where then all of a sudden maybe I go uh, leg extensions with trap bar deadlift, and I'm going to put the core in there, and then I'm going to go, okay, now it's time for a push or whatever it may be, and I might do dumbbell bench with something else legs superset involved in it too. Protein shake when you wrap it all up? Or always you go my orgain ve- vegan protein shake, always. You guys have seen me drink that a million times. Lefko, any thoughts on your workout plan you want to add? Yeah, let's, hear, let's hear this. Yeah, my my current workout plan, plan right. is my boy Donovan, and right. I go in there and I go kick my ass for an hour yeah, because good. I I don't want to be here, right. and I need you to kick my ass. So yeah. here's my money, right. and beat the shit out of me, and I'll be back tomorrow. That's a start. That's the way to That's do it. That's the only way I can, yeah. because I'm not like you. I like you. I'll say this. When I go to the gym yeah. afterwards, I go, that was great. So happy I did that. I released all that stuff. That was right. awesome. Right. But if I can convince myself to just like go and get a cappuccino yeah. and have a little daddy cigar and bring a journal and <laughs> just get my ideas out, that's my day. Yeah. Yeah. That's my day. Are you you don't have to listen to music when you work out, do you? Um, Can I you will be say in this. the moment. Can you be in reality? Well, the problem is is I go to a gym where there's music. So yeah, if I okay. don't listen to my music, I'm now listening to techno right. and I don't like to work out to techno. Right. I like to work out to Rick Ross. I like to work out with angry people. Right. Because I, I want, I'll work out to fifty cent. Yeah. I wish you I won't be able to be angry. I wish you were at the gym with me when I went to the Equinox in California in August, and he's out there running wind sprints on the basketball court by himself. Just a giant blonde guy. Now I will say this: I do enjoy going to a basketball court and running suicides, sure. and then shooting, and then running. Yeah, because then I'm workout. like, hey, at least I worked on my shot too. Right. No doubt, it's great. Yeah. That's a suicides, or that's that's great stuff. I, I yeah. I, I'm. I don't listen to anything. Yeah, you just do it. You don't yell- listen to music when you work out. No, you don't, don't listen to music ever. No, it's just when I'm in the car or if I'm on the train or the plane. Really, yeah, that's kind of where it goes. You don't listen to a lot of. I just I, like you said. You like angry. I like angry too. I just talk to myself angry. I just go, you pussy. Do Fucking you really do more? You, you see Aaron only Donald do this. before the game? That's that video of like, him? No. Yeah, he's like, he's like, be great, be great. Yeah, yeah. Be great. Control I, the aggression. I degrade Control myself uh, as I start to go. That kind of motivates see, me. See, I need people that are talking about how great they are. So I'm <laughs> the opposite. You're like, you suck. Yeah. And I need like two chains to be like, I threw myself a surprise party. And I'm like, let's go. I'm the uh, man. Okay, where <laughs> are we going next that. year? I probably need to do that. All right. Everything I listen to is about how dope I am. I would recommend that to everybody. <laughs> Next question here from Giants Life One for Sims. Did you always want to do the podcast or did Bleacher Report make you? Oh, the floor is yours. What? Take it away. What? I would say the opposite. What? The actual opposite. The I, don't, I don't think Bleacher reason... thought this was going to work. No, I don't think Bleacher were giving in. The only reason we did this pod te- podcast is because of the two guys in this room, specifically starting with Josh Fendrick, yeah. who said we need to do a podcast. Then Adam started to go, you're right. And then that's why if you go back and listen to the early episodes, I always called it the fucking podcast. Yeah, you hated doing the yes, podcast. Yes, right. Well, because I just felt like it was extra on my day. Sims would always go this. We just talked about the NFL for five hours. Right. Why are we going to do a podcast? Right. And I, we would always tell them because we're, we're going to build something. Yeah. Because if we keep doing it, we're going to yeah. keep giving it to people. And then eventually they're going to listen to it and they're going to like you, it. You guys were right about that for sure. I know. Well, that was in the day where I was doing like 25 videos a day, right? So and then we would make you do it basically like, all again, but just in a continuous hour and a half versus two exactly. minutes at a time. So I was, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. But 
I get it, and good thing you guys made me do it. And we made you book guests at that time, too. Oh, yeah, that was a little annoying. You had annoying. to just text your friends right. and say, hey, can we you still do gotta my podcast? still got to call Johnny Damon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still got to never... get Aaron Rodgers on here. Yeah, if they text you and say that Rodgers is in, right? like, that, we're doing that here. You can <laughs> we're come back and do the Rodgers interview here. Yeah, <laughs> You're that... just going to wear a bag over your head so I can <laughs> yeah. say it totally is not Chris. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, next question from Adam Tarot. You get no jurisdiction over Aaron Rodgers anymore. Patrick Mahomes is your guy. Go get him. Uh, hold on. That's a left thing. <laughs> I am not involved in that at all. I don't share my uh, opinions about football in this podcast. Yeah. No one wants that. Uh, next question from Adam Tarot. If you were a high school recruit now, where do you think young Sims would go? Oh, gosh, right now. Clemson. Mm. Yeah, Clemson would be pretty tempting. Gosh, of course, Nick Saban would be tempting. Hold on, I just got to think about it. I miss. I mean, listen. Pull up the teams now that I've matured, and this is going to sound like a Homer thing. You're going to say Texas again? No, I'm not going to say that. Rutgers. I, Michigan would always be towards the top of my list, but not with that guy as the head coach there. So that's <laughs> off the list. Okay, um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I wow. know I sound like I'm a homer. You are such a homer. I know, but I've gotten to that age. It's weird where NBC owns you. Where bro. you see when you're there and you see that stadium and, and the fan base. The fan base and the first marching band in the history of our country and, and they you get come to hang out, out with Joe Montana. And the school of course is a phenomenal school and great alumni base. I always look at that like I text my wife sometimes when I'm there. I really hope Philip can go to school here one day. Really? Or if Philip plays football, I would love for him to play football in Notre Dame. Was yes. there ever even a second where you thought about going to Moorhead State? Absolutely not. What about Rutgers? Rutgers, like, I really wanted to entertain it. Yeah. I did. I did. But, but they, you didn't. Well, they were my senior year in high yeah, school. they were 0-11. They were 0-11, 0-11 right. What about Syracuse? No, they never really got in the mix with me. I mean, I got some letters from them and th- things like that. You know, I, I always was... I always thought of like, you know, really the big programs. I think you and Miami would be amazing. Miami was amazing. And when I went on my visit there, I had a lot of fun in Miami and loved (laughs) it. There was just one thing that bothered me about Miami. The facilities. Not even that. The fact that, yeah, like they only fill out the stadium when it's a big game. It's bad. You know what I mean? If it's somebody, then just... It, you know who the I ACC always see that comes down. It's just not right. the college atmosphere I was looking for. They were in the Big East when you were being recruited. They right? were. They were yeah. in the Big East. I right? always thought that Florida State was dope. Yeah, I did too. Because for I've a long always, time. I've always thought that yeah. it would be you could you could become like the best quarterback ever there. Right. Like you're competing with like the Charlie Wards and the Jameis Winstons and stuff, and yep. like the Chris Wankies. But that's also an area of the country I wouldn't want to live in. No, I think that would be the thing, too. Right? That that I mean, you go to that that uh, airport and it's like the most depressing airport ever. Yeah. Tallahassee. That What's wrong with the airport? Is, I've just sat there before, and it's like Sad there is place. nothing here, man. Yeah. But, yeah, USC, I mean, that always – I never would really entertain that going out all the way across country like right. that. But to play in that stadium. Yeah, and USC is a special – I mean, that's – come on. USC, Notre Dame, Michigan, you know, uh, who else are we missing in that conversation? I mean, th- those three alone are just like such – Pillars of college, you know where from I would Alabama. Go? Of course, you know where I would go yeah. LSU. Yeah, LSU would be cool because you got all the athletes for sure. Right, and what are you competing with? Alabama. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, you want to yeah. be on that stage? No, but yeah, you're. I'm still, talking about legacy. You're in an incredible stage yeah. in a lot of those SEC schools. All right, guys. Next question here from CJ East: Which non-quarterback would you pick to build a franchise around in the NFL? Mm. Can't pick a quarterback. Pull up the players. Pull I up would the probably. Players. I mean, it to me right away. Aaron Donald comes to my comes not to Fletcher my mind. Cox. 
I thought that you were in the Fletcher Cox above Aaron Donald. Yeah, I think maybe Aaron Donald's youth might make me choose him Got just it. a little before a Fletcher Cox. Okay. Um, but hold on, there's some others I'm missing too. You know, so you're going right to the D line. I think I am. I do. I think D line. I always kind of go quarterback. Okay, no quarterback in this conversation. I even thought about some tackles, uh, offensive line type of guys. Because you're, you know, you find the right one. You really can't go wrong with that. I mean, if you get Quentin Nelson, you go, damn, yeah. I got him for ten years, yep. and like he's going to be really good. But I would probably go with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Proved a lot to me, even in these playoffs. That you he could can put play. you could put Mac in there too. Yeah, Mac would be very close in that conversation. Other thoughts, Lefko? Uh, it's interesting. Like you know, you're not you're not going to build around a Tyree Kill. You're not no. going to build around a, right. a, like a Saquon or right. anything like that. Right. There, I don't know if there is one left tackle in the NFL right now that's that much better no, than everybody else. No, I agree. There's a lot of good ones. I feel like that whole era of the Teron Armstead, Tyron Smith, the uh, the guy, Williams with uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah. Or the great Williams. left tackles. Yeah. I feel like they're hitting the yeah, downside. The You're right about and that. And so we're, there's, there aren't really any great left tackles. Right. Um, Lane Johnson, you know, is up there for like the other tackles. Sure. But, you know, Quentin Nelson's one of those guys. Zach Martin's one of those guys yeah. that you know is going to be there. Um, but I don't know if that's that important to start a franchise around. Yeah. But Aaron Donald can ruin a game. Khalil Mack can ruin a game. Fletcher Cox is a little bit older than them, but right. he can ruin a game. Right. Is there a super amazing pass rusher? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I know. Like I think about Von like, Miller's a little, a little old, right? So we went with Khalil. That's the guy right. we're going with there. And, you know, I thought about a Miles Garrett. He's close to that. Sure, he's very close to that as well. But he's not know. as disruptive as Aaron Donald I, I don't and Khalil think Mack either. right now. Exactly right. There's no linebacker that blows me away. No, um, no. I think we. I think you we know, hit it. And I, I don't know if a Derwin James or something well, like that is that important. Safety is like Jamal Adams and Derwin James I are up about there. It. Those are the position that. You know they're going to be involved in plays on an every play basis. And you know how much so, I love the safety position. Yeah, I mean that's that's not bad. I honestly think that would be as far as the positions you would look at, be one of the first ones you'd go. Okay, safety. He's got to be involved in the run game. He's yes. got to help in the pass game. He's got to quarterback the defense a little bit. It's a very very important. All right, next question here from Teddy Swenson. If you had to build a team around Brady Moss and Welker mm. or Brady Edelman and Gronk, who Ooh. would you choose and why? Gosh. Brady Moss That's and a Welker. Great question. Brady, Brady Mo- Edelman and Gronk. Yep. Wow. Brady Moss, Welker, Brady Edelman, Gronk. So Woo. the big thing there is you have the two slot guys. Yeah. Welker or Edelman. Who would you take of those two? I'm going to take Edelman. It's really close, but I do think Edelman Who is quicker out of their cuts? Um in their prime, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Welker might have been a hair quicker. I would say that you can make the argument down to this. Yeah, Wes Welker's most famous play in the Super Bowl is a drop. Right, Edelman has three sure. incredible plays in the Super Bowl that were incredible catches. Yeah. He's been super reliable. Yes. I feel like Edelman's more durable than Welker was. I feel like he's lasted longer than Welker was. But I felt Welker's maybe ceiling was higher than Edelman's ceiling in terms of elusiveness and playmaking. Yeah, I mean... We also didn't yeah. get a lot of it because he was in Miami well, for yeah. some of the highlight times. You know, he's, he's more durable than I think if you just really think about his career. I mean, he came up there. You know, I think the, the area... Edelman might not be quite as quick as Welker in his prime, but he's bigger, he's stronger... Yes. I think he has better straightaway speed. Um, 
you know, and maybe, yes, a little bit more durable over the middle, kind of like to what you're saying, too. Welker got the benefit of really being the first guy to have, like, this position invented around him to where uh, he benefited from that, too. Both awesome legends. So I would go Edelman over Welker in that uh, department. Now and it's Moss and Gronk, and Gronk and their prime. Is it their prime, or is it when they played for the Patriots? Yeah. Because I, think... I would argue that Gronk and Edelman have made have been more important to the Patriots than Moss and Welker's run. Yes. But the 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 height of the Moss and Welker run was higher than the Gronk and It was Edelman only run. two you know, it was I mean, like two years. It was really only one. Yeah. Because Brady got hurt in two thousand eight. We had just first never seen year. anything like that. Yeah, that was special. Oh man. Twenty three touchdowns. So I think for the purposes of this question we should say when they were with the Patriots. Yeah. The I'm trios. going with Gronk and Edelman. Okay. Yeah, and Brady. I think that Gronk is the best tight end of all time. And I think that I can I think that Edelman and Welker's really, really close. Yeah, right. And if we're going just the Patriots run, the longevity of Gronk and Edelman yeah, it's supersedes. Pretty special. Yeah. But the NFL had never seen yep. what Moss and Welker did yeah. in that year. Yeah. That was incredible. It was incredible. Burning Darrell Rivas, and it was just, it was embarrassing. It felt like the Warriors. Like that season felt like the Warriors when they won 83 games. Yep. All was. right. Uh, next question here, guys. We actually had one fan who submitted audio, so I'm just going to play the audio Ooh. of this for you wow. guys. So here we go. Is it a rap? Ooh. <laughs> What is going on? Just listen. It's time to take a break on the Sims and Left Coaster. Back in time and all the way down low. Stephen, OG homies, you know what's up. National Signing Day just passed. Now tell me, which five Sims and Lefko guests would you give five stars? Mm. Love you, fellas. Oh, oh it's Nelson Poo. Nelson, who Schnelson. right now is the face of NHL Network and MLB Network. That's and he's awesome. doing play-by-play of the NHL All-Star right. Game. And it's... He's the man. He's a heavy hitter. I would say this. He's I think, not backed up anymore either. No, he's yeah. married. He's but married. I, I would say, and tell me if you agree with this. Yeah. In terms of top five humans that you've met, right? Stephen Nelson is up there. He is up there. Talking about just like all around amazing, Positive, oh. amazing guy, silky smooth. To the voice. point where I want him to be more of an asshole. I mean, one of the first guys that texted me when he heard the news that really? I was, yeah. I mean, he's just Johnny Professional all the way through. So top, top five, five guests. guests of Sims and Lefko. Mm. So you can just throw some names well, out there. Phil Sims is in the top five. Okay, Easily. yep. We'll give Phil. He's been in there. Michael Idris Vick. Elba. Michael Vick. Is Michael in... Vick because he right. was on episode, episode what? three. I think three. It was the day after the. Jets lost to the Steelers on Monday Night Football, and he, and he said, "I'm pissed about that fucking game last right. night." Yes, right. And then him coming on Radio Row Week, and that blew up. Right. Michael yeah. Vick's in there. Yeah, Idris Elba has to be in there. Idris yeah. Elba has to be in Fashion there. Fashion faux pas pants. That so was we... that was a moment where shout out to Paul Kaplan. Still can't believe he showed up. Yeah, like nobody knew. The old teabagger, Paul Kaplan. Man. So that leaves two open slots. Okay. Phil Sims, Idris Elba, Michael Vick. Okay. This is great. So who are two, the two other throw, that round out the top five? Throw out some other ones. Right. Uh, who are some ones that we had repeat? We got to give the repeat guys like love the first. Repeat guys. All right, let me pull up the like, iTunes I feel here. like, uh, oh, Josh is pulling up the like, teams. I'm thinking this. I thought like Ice Brandon Cube. Brandon Marshall came on more than once, Ice right? Cube was a lot of fun. He was. Yes. Um, 
I mean, J.J. Watt was amazing last week. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know. There's there's We've a lot We've had Von here. Miller on a couple times. Yeah, We've right. We've had Deshaun Watson on a couple times. Travis Kelsey. Derwin James on. I'm yeah. trying to think of the old guys. Ryan Holiday is obviously up there for me. That was a lot of Phillip fun. Philip Rivers came into the office. Yeah, Philip Rivers' out. hour was incredible. Oh, Revis. Remember oh, when Revis, Revis came was in? pretty damn good, D- too. Darryl Revis was pretty Revis damn good. Revis was awesome. Man, Jalen Ramsey this year was, I think, one that of my hilarious. top ones. Like, uh, just because... I felt like I he am, knew what we had said about the Jaguars and things I like that. I am going to say that you cannot tell the story of Sims and Lefko without Chris Carton. I'm just saying. I know it's controversial, right. but that was a seminal moment of I mean, the podcast. You want to just if, tell what happened? Chris could, Carton came if on. If you could and, get his name right, it would be good, but he must not be that important. because it's Craig Carton. Thank you. Uh, well, Craig Carton. Oh, and Nikki G says Dan Lebetard and Stu Oh, seriously. That was awesome. That was no doubt. That's they in are there for sure. That's 100%. definitely in there. So wait, hold on. Yep. Phil Sims, Michael Vick. Yep. Idris Elba. Idris Elba, Lebetard and Stu And now we need the fifth one. And that's I, where I kind of want to do Craig Carton. <laughs> we can't put Carton. The story in there. is what? Is in like the first. Carton came in maybe the third month. And he and just walked in. shit all over me. Yes, he right. told me that if I was still doing this in a year, that I had failed. He was also holding a mic like this when he was yes. saying this. And, he and was then like, afterwards, he felt really bad and texted you yeah. a lot. And then he right. was like, you got 25,000 square feet in Midtown Manhattan. You got a bunch of nerds here who care about how Maria Sharapova's doing in Wimbledon. He did what say is that. going on here? He did say that. He couldn't that. believe the office. Uh, uh, Gabe just nominated Didi Gregorius as well, which oh! is great. Didi was awesome. One you, of the best you, things I've ever done for somebody. That was awesome. You lost your that mind was on awesome. that one. That really was. Yeah, that was a good one. I still, you know what? I'll put DD on there because it was like your birthday. It was like around your birthday. Yeah, it was. And you had no idea it was no coming clue. in, and you literally lost your shit. Yeah, I feel like I'm. We're missing somebody. I feel like there are so many. Yeah. All what right. podcast number is this for us? Yeah, if you had to guess, that's a good question. I mean, we stopped so counting. I, I, I literally told Josh that we should stop doing numbers because I was realizing we were only calling the Wednesday podcast like number, yeah. and we were up to like 200, yeah, we were in the but we had done all these other podcasts that didn't count. Right. So if you added all of them up, I would say we're around like eight, nine hundred, maybe a thousand. I would think so. We stopped counting at episode one sixty four, and okay. and if you like multiplied that by three, right? That's and in, then multiplied it again by three, you'd get to nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's but right I feel there. like we're around there. Uh, okay, next question here, guys, from Robbie Parker Sims. What NBA players were you cool with, and what players did you have beef uh, beef with, or other NFL players have beef with? Did you hang out? So you did not play your the start of your career in an NBA city. No, I did not. Neither- I was around like Richard Jefferson a lot back in the day. Okay. Oh, you were a big Nets fan. Yes. Richard Jefferson certainly would have been, been around. Where? Uh, in Jersey? In New York. Like when I would come home in the offseason, he knew kind of one of the club guys that I knew here in the city. Got it. So I would say that would be like the number one NBA guy I was probably around uh, at that point. And that was like, you know, right before – the you know they Jason, made the finals. Jason Kidd came to town oh, and that, that team okay. right it was right around there right maybe right before that right got it anyone yeah. you had beef with in the NBA uh, that you can share Kobe no. so yeah but nothing <laughs> nothing um, that I can think of I remember being around the Walton kids a little bit uh, but no beef with anybody you know what's crazy is you know another guy that was couldn't have been a nicer NBA guy to me and and got. 
I'm blanking on his Jason Williams. The one that shot him. The one the guy, that shot the limo the driver. And yeah. That's in what's Denver? so incredible about Jason Williams is there's three Jason Williams and they're all so different. Yeah. No, he's the guy from the New Jersey Nets, the Nets. that shot oh, the Nets, okay. That he shot, shot the, the, the driver, limo driver the by limo accident driver by and accident. then covered it up. Yeah. Then you have white chocolate. Jason yeah. Williams, and then there's another Jason the one Williams from the Duke, Duke. Yes, who I was in Jersey High School the same year I was with. So my story about Jason Williams, the net that shot the guy, yeah. is when I visited Syracuse. I didn't get into Newhouse right away, and I was like all upset. And I remember going to campus with my dad, and this is my relationship with my dad. He was like, "We could either go to the general studies meeting or we could go to the Newhouse meeting." Yeah, and he looked at me. He goes, "If you don't get into Newhouse in a year, I'm pulling you out of school anyway." So we're going to the Newhouse meeting, and we went in there, and he looked around, and I'm pretty sure he looked at me. He was like. Fuck all these motherfuckers. We gonna kick their ass. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, we are, Dad." Like that was how I entered school. And so on the it tour, it explains so much. So on the tour of Newhouse, they're like, "Does anybody want to try and do like a live shot, like a pretend live shot?" I, I'm, I'm freshman. I'm 18. Right, right. My brother goes, "My brother would like to," uh, and I'm like, "What?" So they have me go out there, and it's about Jason Williams, right. and I'm standing in front of a fake, fake courthouse on a green screen, and I'm going. I'm standing here in front of a courthouse where Jason Williams, whatever, and the guy looks at me and he goes, are you broadcast journalism? And my brother goes, he didn't get into Newhouse. And I was like, and they're like, why are you here? And I'm like, because I'm going to be here. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and Jason Williams, I'll never forget that guy. You're like a regular Rudy of Syracuse. I'm going to be here one day, so I'm here. Oh, Rudy. (sighs) Rudy's my guy. Next question here from Sad Giants fan for Chris. Over the course of your career, which defensive coordinator was the most difficult to prepare for? Mm, And I'm going to add in your Patriots coaching days for this because I know that you had to make tapes to help with scouting, right? Yeah, that definitely was. Well, well, when you add that in right off the bat, I can tell you for sure um, that Rex Ryan was very annoying to prepare for. Okay, the first time I had to do that for the for the New England Patriots, and we had to play Ryan, and that was the rival of the the New England Patriots. It was a definite vibe in the building when we were getting ready to play uh, the New York Jets, and and dealing with his defenses and all the moving parts and the coverage disguises and all those things. Man, that was tough. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones just back in my day. Yeah, when you played. Yeah, I mean, Greg Williams, at the time I was playing, when he was the D coordinator of the Washington Redskins, like, it, you know, that was a really crazy, aggressive, Attacking. unique defense. Right, where you really had to be on your P's and Q's to stop the well, blitzes and all the different Think about looks. the similarities of those two defenses. Yeah. Both of those guys go, we're going to win the game with our defense. Yeah, no doubt and about that. And you call that. a different game when you play right, like that. Right, I mean, I, I got a little taste of your guy, Jimmy Johnson. Holy crap. But I was only like a rookie and dealing with that, but that was that was a pain in the ass. He was amazing. And I'm just trying to think if there's anybody else, but I, I would say those are the ones that jump out to me more than any. Gotcha. Yeah. Alright guys, we're going to go about 15 more minutes. Well, you know here. who Greg Williams learned from? Buddy Ryan. Yeah, sure. So that's right. why it's so funny no doubt. with the Houston Oilers right. and all that. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else out there I'm missing. You know, gosh, I got Rex when I was in Tampa one year, and he was the D coordinator of the Ravens, so that was annoying. Um, go ahead. I'm, right. I'm going. Next question here, Lefko. We're going to come to you first on this Yay. one. Pull up the team. Sam Berryman. Which new head coach has the best chance of making the playoffs next year? My bet would be Freddie Kitchens. Ooh. Let me just see the That's new coaches. One. New head coach, best chance of making the playoffs, and Sam, our guy, is betting on Freddie Kitchens. All right, so run down who the new coaches are. Yeah, Cleveland, Miami, Denver, Cincinnati. Just those teams right off the bat. The Jets, of course, are in that conversation. Right. 
I'm just trying to go to the NFC now. Um, Tampa Bay with okay. Bruce Arians. Yep. Arizona, of course, with Cliff Kingsbury. Yep. Green Bay with Matt Lafleur. Okay. Right. For um, me, it's for me of those. And that, that's it. I think for me, it's Denver or Green Bay. Yeah. Because I look at Denver with um, Vic Fangio, with Mike Munchak on the staff. It's a very yeah. adult staff right. with a lot of athletes still on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I wonder what they're going to do for pass catchers, but Cortland Sutton got a lot of experience. I like Philip Lindsay. Uh, I, I think they can get a lot out of Keenum if he's the guy. Right. It's just an adult team, and it's a good home field advantage. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is they're in the AFC West, so it's Chargers and Chiefs. Right. The Packers are the one that make the most sense because yeah. they have the best quarterback out of all those teams. Yep. And it's it's about you know keeping pet and keeping the consistency on defense and going. What are we going to get out of Aaron Rodgers with an actual offense? All the other one, it's either quarterbacks that need to make a leap in their second year or don't have one. Yeah, and I just don't have faith a lot in those teams. Yeah, I think it's it's those two you mentioned and Cleveland. That would be the three I would break it down to right away. Um, Yeah, I I think Cleveland is poised to be in a run. But I guess if you maybe just go, you got to pick one. Right, I'm going to pick Green Bay. All right, just because I think they kept Mike Pettin and I like what he did with the defensive side of the ball. He's the second best quarterback in the NFL. And yeah, with that, with that, and Rodgers and all that, I like that combination. <laughs> what he said, the second best quarterback. Oh, nice. I missed nice. that. Who are yeah. you texting? I'm not texting anyone. I'm oh. just getting the next question pulled up. So the question here is from Tyler Smith's Tovel. We can do this one really quickly. The question is: Is that dude going to shave his eyebrow? So why? Oh. So Woodmaster uh, DM me the other day. Woodmaster five thousand. Can you just remind everyone what the bet was? Well, I so did the it? bet was before the year that he knew Blake Jarwin and that was his guy, and he said over under thirty five catches right. for the season. Right. Uh, was it thirty five? That was the number. Thirty five was the number. A thousand percent. Right. And he said he'd shave off his eyebrows, and that if he went over thirty five, he got to come to the studio and come on the podcast. Right. He made a furious run. At the yes, end. he furious. did. Twenty seven. So Woodmaster DM'd us the other day, and he said, Haven't forgotten about our bet. I have school and interviews for internships this spring, but I promise I will be getting to the shaving as soon as I am finished with all of that. And I think that's fair. So that was two weeks ago. Then he DM'd us on Monday, Can I be the new Sims? I'll shave both eyebrows. (laughs) Not a bad idea. We could get him in here. I'm getting a lot of people asking me the new Sims. A lot of disclaimers there. A lot of disclaimers. I mean, school and interviews? What's that have to do with anything? Can you imagine showing up to a job interview with half an eyebrow and saying that you bet on Blake Jarwin to have 35 catches this year, and that's why I showed up at a jar, uh, uh, an interview with 20 stitches in my lip, and said, "Hire me." When was that? When I went to my first broadcasting gig with Fox Sports One. I was playing in a four-on-four league in Southie Boston, and I took an elbow to the face as a guy was Rain coming drops. down. He was coming right at me, and my friend pushed him from behind. Right, and he this guy lost his balance, and as he was doing that, his elbow cut me right here. Yeah. And I had to go do a, a Fox Sports thing with uh, I would say that's a better Sanchez. excuse than betting on Blake Jarwin's catch over under, but Yes. You got the job. They'll right? know who he is. As, know who he as is. the as the arbiter of the homies and the and someone that's gonna keep this thing going, Wood Range Master, I'm sorry. We're going to need those eyebrows. And so you can do your interviews, but if you will continue to be a member of the homies, I will direct everyone to your page to follow. But we're going to need at some one time. One eyebrow. I thought it was those one. Eyebrows. Right? Wasn't it one? It was one. Yeah. One. Yeah, one. Yeah, one's a, fine. I think it was right. a half of an eyebrow. One's fine. Right. Just saying. 
Hey, you go two, you're a legend. You go you one, you're Phil. bet on Blake Jarwin, you go down, and you go down hard. All right, guys. Hard. Next question here from Josh Duggan. Am I the only one who thinks of Sim's wife when a Ray Liotta Shantix commercial oh, yes. comes on? I will say you are not the only one. No, every, time, all yeah, the time. every time it comes on, everybody Erica here turns does. To me. Yes. Ray Liotta, didn't Danielle go on a date with him? Yes, she did. And she's like still mad at her dad that her dad even let him let her go out on the date with him because she's like, what kind of dad did I have that she? I'm just so happy that he's finally done smoking cigarettes. Yeah, oh, he's done. He kicked it. He's killed it. How does that? How does it go in your house when that commercial comes on? I always look at her and we look at each other and laugh or whatever. Like it's, I mean, if I was her husband, yeah, every time it come on, I go carrot. That's all we had, Karen! She she really just really watched Goodfellas <laughs> oh. like for the first time like six or seven weeks ago. Right. Where she was like, you know, I've never really sat down and watched Did this. you watch it together? Yeah, we okay. watched it together. I don't give a damn. No, I know you I don't. Mean, I was just curious. You know, yeah. So, um, yeah, whatever. It's cool. He's it's, so good. When he's freaking out about the helicopters, oh, the scene gosh. where they're laughing about funny how. He's like, great. Oh, he's it really great. is a phenomenal. The best part about it is when I was growing up, and we used to go to Jupiter, Florida, to the beach. Right. We used to go to the Jupiter, Florida. Wasn't beach, that in the movie too? And they go, uh, they're like hanging out. They go so. But either way, I go to this beach, and it's a nice beach. And Ray Liotta used to be there all the time <laughs> with two different girls every day, every day. And it was just funny that it went for full circle. Total full circle. My wife was one of those girls. Ugh. Just dropped a Liotta bam, on us. There. Bam. All right. Next question here from Will Haas. Uh, can you ask Sims to wax poetically about playing against Seneca Wallace in college one more time for me, please? Will Haas. Is this a guy? Is he from Texas? I, I knew no Sonoa Will Haas. Anything you want to say about Seneca Wallace? Gosh, there's not a lot to wax poetically about. I mean, I think he came to play us at Texas one year, and he was in the conversation for the Heisman, and he went like 6 for 24 in the game. Seneca was a talented guy. Uh, certainly. I mean, a guy that was kind of dual threat that way, could throw the ball really well. Um, he was really, at that time, the only legit guy on Iowa State. Yeah. But they were, like, outmatched when they had to play teams like us or Oklahoma to where they were, like, a real force. I had want a great someone, career, though. I want someone to find the footage of um, who was the guy that was the quarterback of Indiana that then went on, Antoine Randall Right. I want to find the video of Antoine Randall playing quarterback at Indiana. Yeah. Those are the guys that I want to see. The guys that became like like Heinz Ward at Georgia. Sure. I haven't seen enough video of that. Yeah. Because I want to see, like, when I saw Julian Edelman at Kent State, right. it's the most fun co- like football video you're going right. to see. Because it's a guy that takes over the game by himself because he's not that great of a thrower. It's so much fun. Yeah, Randall L. was definitely exciting. I don't think Heinz played quarterback at Georgia. I feel like he had... He might have been a high school quarterback, but I'm pretty sure he was a receiver. I could be wrong yeah. on that. I don't know. I feel like sure. he threw some throws yeah, at he, Georgia. Yeah, I'm sure he did. All right, we got this question from a bunch of people. The Gentleman 516, Jonathan West, so I'm just going to throw this out there. Sims, what is your favorite memory from working at Bleacher Report? And Lefko, what is your favorite memory of working with Sims at Bleacher Report? Oh, gosh. So um, we've got the podcast. We've got the draft. We've the got podcast, all the guests. Us hanging out on Lefko's roof, looking at the great view. That's up there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, that was good. That was good. I mean, I, really, a lot of my moments. One of the first parties at Sims' at house, house when everybody bar- came yeah, over. Right. And, you weren't there yet, Fender. And yep. Canvasser heard me talking about Eric Ebron. Right. And he looked at me and he goes, you're just stealing all Sims' shit. And I was like, it was like the beginning the of me signs. stealing his uh, stuff. But come on. The number one moment I will always remember at wow, Bleacher Report. Wow. 
Noah Jampool. <laughs> Bo Moore. Can we release this video today? He'll give us consent, Noah Jampool. I mean, sure. This Noah is the same Jampool. day that I gave myself onto a homeless guy. Yeah, right. Man, that's a uh, classic. Yeah. Any, any football-related moments going I, on a trip I, to California? I was going to say that up there for me is the Golden Gate Bridge episode that never came out. That whole trip was amazing. That trip was fun. Um, I, oh, how about... How about Malcolm Butler intercepting the pass in the Super Bowl? We're sitting in the lobby of the old Bleacher Report, and he intercepted the Seahawks. Like, we're yeah. going, damn, the Seahawks are about to win the Super and Bowl. And we just lost our And shit. we were just like, wow. And Noah was actually there running around like a cycle, like, oh, my God, I intercepted uh, those are ones that uh, jump out to me. The first time I met you before the Denver-Seattle yeah, Super Bowl. That was fun. That was. Um, gosh, there's so well, many. The drafts were great, too. They were great. And they, I think I thought they were great. And I'm, I'm still going to be doing stuff with Miller and yeah. Connor and all those guys. Yeah. But I thought those reached a point where it was super cool. They were. Uh, and then just all the athletes that we got to, that we got to just mess with. Definitely. And be like, welcome to the Thunderdome. Damn, we need to release the Noah Jam pool video today. All right. I'll, You're obsessed uh, with I'll that. get on that. All right, guys, a couple more here before we wrap up. Big Smooth, Sims, who was the craziest parter, uh, partier that you have ever been around in the locker room, player or coach? Gosh. And if you don't want to share, I understand. But, well, let me think about that real quick. Uh, it's going to be my Tampa Bay Buccaneers teams that I was on. I mean, that defense, you know – for lack of a better phrase, just had some, you know, gangsters. And I don't mean that, like, literally gangsters. Like, they were walking around with guns and drugs in their pocket and, like, oh, mess with me or I'll shoot you. But They were just badass dudes. They were just badass dudes who were like, it's football, and when football's over, we have fun, and when it's fun's over, we go back to football, and it's the pedal to the metal all the time, you know, to where – yeah, of course my man Dwight Smith is in that conversation mm. with me. I mean, we had so many just great moments together. Rondé Barber's in that moment together. And not that everybody was always dr- – some guys just drank. Some guys just smoked. Some guys did both, whatever it may be. Yeah. But that team had some personalities on it where I almost, you know, I feel like Gruden and the team liked that the defense was that way. They wanted their defense Made to be – play better. Yeah, renegades that way. It was the reason we were the Buccaneers. Arr, matey. Uh, Markel Foles just got traded to the Magic. So. Did he? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Uh, all right, guys, two more here. My F- biggest partier, uh, probably Matt Medoff in college. That guy got after it. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, two more questions here. First one, real quick, from James LaManna. Yo, Sims, can I get one more stupid little left go? Stupid little left go? Perfect. Ooh, Done. Yes. All right, guys, and then the last question, then we're going to wrap it up here. This one is from Jerowen DeVisser, and I am definitely botching that name. Hi, Chris, for the last podcast. Any tips for me when I take your spot on the show next to Lefko? Mm. Best of luck with NBC from Jerowen DeVisser in Bodegrave in Holland. Ooh. So this guy is going to come to America, take Sim's spot, and he just wants to know. He's from Holland. Isn't that weird? Isn't that funny? Well no, done. That's pretty good. Well yeah. done. <laughs> American Idol for that seat is going to be the value. Here's a thing, Lefko That's, PR. That guy right there is coming here to take your spot. That's fine. Yeah. He'll be one of the many. I'm right. just saying that as someone that understands real estate, right. the value of that seat couldn't be higher. In couldn't this be? studio. And I'm just saying, yeah, to all the people out there, right. we might have to Kelly Ripa this. Kelly Ripa? We might have to see who has enough right. to take that seat. Yes. Right now, it's Sims and Lefko. Right. It's going to be somebody in Lefko. Right. Somebody in Lefko. As you can hear, man from Holland, you know, you, what you have to do is come here, work hard, and deal with a lot of hot air from Adam Lefko. And if you can deal with that hot air and those diva qualities, 
then you'll have a successful relationship just like we did. Rogers and Lefko. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Mahomes and Lefko. Uh, I think there's a chance. You got yeah. 15 years until Patrick's going to yes. retire. I'm not in love with his symbol that he released. No? No, it was not my favorite. And I and I love Patrick Mahomes, of course. but Not yeah. as much as I do. So, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's not as cool as TB12 gotcha. or Russell Wilson's. Well, I, P and M don't really go to, oh, it's not bad. It feel, I feel like it looks like an Avengers thing, almost. It's like Iron Man with the Kansas City. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I just, I don't know. All right, guys. That's hey. all I got. That's it? Um, yeah, that's it. That's it for the mailbag. Before I pass it back to you, yes. I will just share some of my own personal news that next week is actually going to be my last week at Bleacher Report as mm. well. Uh, I have also accepted a new job, so I am leaving Lefko all alone here yes. at Bleacher Report. It's just me and the homies now. Just Lefko and the homies. So, yeah, I'm trading in my 33. Are you going to have 66 now? Or... So I think, the, I think the homies will always have 33%. Okay, right. and then you're going to hold for on right to 66. For right now, I'm going to hold on to 66. When I fill that somebody... right. It, whoever I have in the chair, they need to bring their 33. Yeah. Because I'm bringing my 33. The homies are bringing their 33. Yeah. And the, whoever's in that chair has got to bring the 33. Josh, do you want to share where what you're doing? No. But I want to say this. is um, This will be the only time I will get emotional. So let me say this before. I genuinely mean this when I say that Josh was responsible sometimes for more of this than even us. Yeah. That no, no, that no. that we are both. You are a head in the sand person, and I am a crazy emotional person. Right. And Josh is the functioning member that kind of keeps it all together. Definitely. Josh is mm-hmm. one of the most incredible people I've ever been around. Yep. He's one of my best friends, uh, and no matter what he does in life, I know he will be successful. Because when I tell you that if Sims were to have gotten a GM job. He would have taken Josh to have ran operations. He's not exaggerating. Not this is all. not this is not a friend buddy thing. Right. There are and, and Josh is twenty seven years old. Right. Uh, the the homies Going on 43. the homies were insane. They, he's 27. Yeah, Josh is a 55 year old man going on 27. He's yeah. one of the most impressive people I've ever met. And what we built was when you got DMs in the in the Instagram, it was me and Josh. Like, and Josh was the one that I think took an Instagram handle from nothing and made it thirty something thousand. Yeah, right. And so I will never, ever, ever take credit for things that Josh did. Because I appreciate you, Lefko. You're fucking amazing. I appreciate you that. are. You're one of the most consistent humans I've ever met in my entire life. No doubt about it. I mean, you don't get the nickname Johnny Google Document unless you're special. I like it. You know, I mean, because you were, uh, I called you that because you were always on your game. I can always count on Josh Fendrick having all his crap together on every single day uh, with a goal in plan, keeping me and Lefko on the straight and narrow, getting the show, everything, all the details, all set up. Josh is a superstar in his own right, just like Adam Lefko is. Lefko is the man and going to go on to still kill the podcast and Turner TV and whatever else because you're that talented. But Josh, on the other end, is going to be the guy that's going to be... Running CEO sometime, of Google. big uh, time at some point, yes. right? And it would be awesome if Johnny Google Document became the CEO of Google. Just be cool. It would just be fun. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Google. I, I don't think that's going to happen anytime and soon. But. I want to say this as an honest, honest word to the homies because it's a promise that I'll make as I keep this going, whether it's social, whether it's online. And Josh, you're going to come on as a guest sometime anytime. in the future. Anytime at Sims, we're going to have you back too. But the number one thing is, is we didn't want to 
hold this shit from anybody. It, it hurt it, my heart. We would sit in rooms together yes. and go, damn it, we don't, like, we would honestly not think about your wife or your family or my family. We only thought about the homies because we'd sit in a room and go, man, we don't want to lead these people on. Yeah. Like, you guys have given us everything. So when I tell you that we've been trying to figure out a way to do it gracefully, we genuinely have. Right. But there's no way. But it was kind of just reaching that point. It was a great run. And yeah. I love you guys. Yeah, I love and you too. It doesn't mean we can't get the band back together at some point hey, in the future. Who's making the final toast? Um, I'll make it since I'm on the way out the door and Lefko's going to be here. Yeah, I'll have plenty to so say. He's up. But either way, <laughs> we're um, holding champagne to a great show, a great time in our lives, uh, and great people that are yes. around us. Not just us three, but a lot of the people that helped, whether it was Sims and Lefko, the show, the podcast, everything about it. This was a special time in our yep. lives, and yeah. I think we should cheer to that Absolutely. and cheer to the future and bigger and, and better things too. Yes. Sims, that was right. a good toast. Thank you. That was, was good. Uh, that was pretty good. I'm a dad now. Some ships are made of wood. You ever heard that yeah, one? Yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Save that, that for next week. Some ships are made yeah, of what steel. Is that? What is that? But the best ships are friendships. <laughs> and that's what's up. My friend, Drew Franklin, does Love that time. one. Oh. Uh, yeah. So here's the deal. I'm going to be back men- Monday, and I'm going to give you a little taste of what could be coming. Ooh. And then, as we've mentioned before, we have a number of Hall of Fame interviews that we're going to have for you next week. I have a special conversation with Justin Pugh, my guy. Gives you a lot of information. That'll be next week. And then I'm going to take a vacation. I'm not going anywhere. Good for you. I'm staying right here! And uh, for my own personal benefit, yes. my, I, I don't even know who the host of my podcast and all that's going to be. <laughs> but either way, you can count on my big mouth and yes. my football studies coming uh, coming out, you know, in early March on NBC it's and awesome. NBC Sports and doing that. Awesome. So, I'm excited to yeah. see it. Thanks, I man. can't wait to roast your opinions <laughs> and you not be able to say anything. Hey, right. we made it through this all right without. I think we got all of the I tears think we're good out. Now. Yeah, I think so too. I got emotional before I walked in here. Yeah, but I, I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling peaceful right yes. now. Right. I got a little champagne in right. me. Yes. I'm thinking about what team we're all going to yes. run in ten years. Do we yeah. want to? Do we want to take over the Giants now? Nah, that's we should not move yet. somewhere. Well, we cool. got we got other. Yeah, we got time. Let's let's be picky and choosy then. And a bear would always be the lion. Uh, uh, can't move wow, to Chicago. this is the last one. Yeah. Four Sims. Peace out, homies. I love you so much. For Fendrick. Good evening, everybody. And for the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. We will holla, holla, holla at you later. Damn. Yeah.